You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. So, here you are. Too foreign for home. Too foreign for here. Never enough for both. Ijuoma Umebinyo. Diaspora Blues. What makes you smile and adds a spring to your step? What does it mean to belong? And how do we build a home away from home? Diaspora Blues is a show that contemplates what is and what could be. Join Busto and Bigwa every Monday at 2.30 on 3CR Community Radio. Produced by Jan. Welcome to another week of Diaspora Blues, the 3CR program produced and presented on the sovereign lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. Diaspora Blues also airs on Tuesdays at 3.30pm on Radio Skidrow, a community radio station in Sydney. My name is Jan Shirwa. It's June the 7th, a glorious day. It's my sister's birthday. And I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't give Amina a shout out. So, happy birthday to you, gorgeous sis. Are you thinking about starting a podcast? Are you an established podcaster? Maybe you're just a fan of podcasts. Whatever the reason, this episode is for anyone who loves a good, honest conversation. To help us understand the appeal of this medium, I reached out to Nana, the host of the podcast, The Subtlety of It. And today we get to pick her brain and find out what it is about this platform that she enjoys. Before I bring Nana on, let's hear a track that sets the tone for our conversation. It's called Black Girl Magic by my favourite, Sampa the Great. Magic a bitch styling Poop like magic excellence Poof you need reminding Getting round and losing shock Uma when she back again You will never end the rain We keep multiplying Running through the evidence There's no denying Some be by my deficient It just keep on shining Who that lady got some lip From my mama got the gift We just pour some peace in it At least we keep on trying now Hold on my youth Hold on my youth I told you I was coming Give you for one for I'm just for one Light in a concert, and I spread my voice. I was choked and belittled. 
Then I resurrected part two as the sequel No, I'm not your voice, I just wanna be equal Gotta stand tall, we the ones, we the people Look me in the eyes, this the cards you've been dealt I don't need your table, I can sit by myself Anyone who knows me knows that I am obsessed with podcasts. True crime, fiction, solo, conversational, it doesn't matter. I will listen to them all. Obviously, I have my favourites and included in that list is the Melbourne-based podcast, The Subtlety of It, hosted by the divine Nana. It's one of those podcasts that use a simple format, a host and guests talking in depth on a topic. But what it delivers is magic. Every episode leaves you thinking differently about that subject, whether it's about white veganism, respectability politics, natural hair, even cancer. And I guess that's the point, right? We start the interview with Nana giving us her 411. I'm Nana. I'm 25. I'm Ganyan. So yeah, I'm Ganyan. Um, I was born in New Zealand, actually. So born in New Zealand. And then I moved to Abu Dhabi for my early childhood. And then I moved to Sydney, to Queensland. So I've been in Melbourne since 2013. Um, what else? I am a law student, allegedly. I'm, I mean, I am enrolled in the course, but like, you know how it is in the panini, you know. So yeah, I'm a student and I guess I'm a podcaster. Do I say that now? Like, oh, you're legit, sis, for real. (laughs) You really are. You've moved around quite a bit. I feel like Flick can relate to that. Yeah, we were literally just talking about that. Like, and I was saying, like, when I grew up, I just, I would move like every, every two years. I was always like the new kid at school. (laughs) Every two years is is often, yeah. It's pretty often. So you become kind of like a nomad. So now it's like when people ask you where you're from, it's like, oh, oh my God, what do I, do you find that too? Yeah, that's such a hard question. I don't even know. I don't even know what that question means. Like, Do you find like there's a place that draws you more than others? Oh, I love that question. I, I, I think more recently I'm feeling like it actually is Melbourne. Mm. Um, yes. Definitely not Queensland. I hate to sit here and talk about it. <laughs> that is so <laughs> creepy because Flick is also from Queensland. I know. Mm-hmm. Brisbane, Ipswich. No way. You're from Brisbane? <laughs> I left I left for a reason, Magic. <laughs> All the Queensland slanders coming out tonight. No. But yeah, so I think I think now Melbourne feels like home. Yeah, I have I live mm. with my sister, which is so lovely. Um, so I think maybe I'll just start saying Melbourne now. Um, yeah. but yeah, I always feel like Ghana is a home too to me. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting that you said Melbourne. Is it because you've lived here the longest? Yeah, I think also because I came here and my adulthood started, I guess. I moved here at the brink of 17 to 18, started living out of home. And that's where I really just started to become an adult. So I feel like I've grown so much in Melbourne. So it feels like it's become a home because of that, for sure. Mm. I mean, as someone who has lived in Melbourne my whole life, I can definitely testify (laughs) to how amazing this um, city is. But yeah, Mm. well, I'm glad I'm glad, I'm, I'm sure everyone else that you've met who adores you is glad that you're here. So um, at the start of the show, you talked about how you're a podcaster. First of all, I don't know why you, you were hesitant to call yourself a podcaster because <laughs> you are as legitimate as it gets. But why podcasting? What got you into this? 
Yeah. Well, firstly, thank you for the encouragement. I think it's the first time I've ever said out loud that I'm a podcaster, but I'm going to claim that now moving forward. Um, that's my new energy. I What got me into it? So I actually was at a house party and ran into a girl I used to work with who did radio. And this was probably like maybe five or six years. No, no, not five years ago, maybe four years ago. And I had never met anybody who had done radio before in real life. Like I just never had, I didn't know anybody in my life who did radio. And so I was like, oh, I, I went in just like inquired a bit more about with Sin, which is where she did her radio at the time. And then I sort of found out that I, I was like, radio sounds really great, but I think maybe I'd want to do something else that's a bit more like, that I could kind of do more in my own free time because I was still studying. Mm-hmm. And so I thought podcasting sounded like it could be a really good option. And so, yeah, I went to Sin. I went to an induction training, um, got applied for an incubator program and was successful in getting onto that. And that's how I got into podcasting. I was like, you know what? I think I should take this opportunity and finally put something out there. And here I am. It's fantastic. I love that. Yeah. I love how random it is that you met someone yeah. at a party. I don't know how long ago it was, but do you remember what it was about that conversation that made you go, hmm, this is something that could be for me? Yeah, I think just talking to the girl at the time who did the, who did radio, she was just so, just a normal gal. Like she was literally just a normal gal. And I'm like, you know what? I could do this. I love chatting. Like I could do that. Um, I think it just clicked that it didn't feel so distant. It's like, this is actually like a really human um, thing, just chatting with people. And it just always felt mm. like such a big thing to do radio or podcasting. But I was like, people everywhere. I talk all the time. Why not? Um, leap into it so I think realizing that it it could be so simple um, Mm. is what made me want to go for it I love the name of your podcast so it's subtlety of it so how did that name come about and why did you choose that name yeah well thank you at first like the name can get people tripped up like it's a bit of a like subtlety I don't know it can be a bit of a hard word to say sometimes I was testing my spelling when I was googling (laughs) it (laughs) Literally though, like when I first started making, so I title episodes, subtleties of then the topic. I had to, for the first few months, literally Google subtleties each time to confirm my spelling. So yeah, it's a bit of a tough one, but the name, the name, the name, the name, the name plagued me for a long time. It actually probably held me back starting a podcast for like maybe six months just because I couldn't think of a name. Um, and so I just like went on thesaurus and I, I knew it wanted to be about nuance and having quite specific conversations. So I thought, okay, nuance, yeah, okay, that could be okay. And I saw subtleties as like a synonym mm-hmm. or subtlety. And I thought, ooh, I like that one. And then after a while, I was thinking the subtleties of it, no, maybe the subtlety of it. I liked it because it, you know, you could finish it with whatever you wanted to do at the end. So it felt really open. I didn't really know exactly what kind of topics I'd be going into. So just came via thesaurus and a bit of mental work. And then I finally got to the subtlety of it. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was going to say, um, yeah, it looks like it worked out really well because even the, I, with the logo, I love how you have like a cup of tea as well because it's like the tea, like spilling yeah. the tea on some of these topics <laughs> can I tell you a quick story about the logo um oh yeah 
So my um, friend Katie designed that logo. And I'm sorry, but the logo is immaculate. Just going to oh, really? <laughs> like You really snapped on the logo. I'm sorry. It's amazing. Mm. So the logo, I actually didn't realize subtle tea had tea in it. <laughs> she told me, she was like, oh, I was thinking of ideas. I'm like, oh, I would love some sort of diagram or image in it. And she goes, what about tea? Because subtle tea. And I said, that's why you do design and I don't because your mind. <laughs> yes. So then after she said that, I'm like, how did I not see the T in the name? Um, but here we are. I was wow. wondering where the T came from. Oh, my goodness. What a <laughs> life moment. That's so beautiful. I know. We hope you're enjoying our chat with Nana, host of the podcast, The Subtlety of It. We'll be back after these community announcements. Kofiyas are Palestinian scarves and they're a symbol of support for justice for the Palestinian people. Buying one will support the last remaining factory in Hebron that makes kofiyas, and all proceeds from the sales support projects in Palestine, especially Gaza, as well as local solidarity organisations. From the traditional black and white kofiyah to an array of modern designs, all scarves are just $30 each. Explore the range and order online or drop by 3CR during business hours. Where your support for the rights of Palestinians. Go to kufiyas.org.au. That's K-U-F-I-Y-A-S.org.au. A 3CR supporter. Independent and Peaceful Australian Network, IPAN, has launched a national people's inquiry into the costs and consequences of Australia's involvement in the US-led wars, the US alliance and its alternatives. The inquiry aims to promote a national conversation and is currently inviting submissions from organisations and individuals. The great majority of Australians have never been asked about this alliance, its implications and its limitations, which has led to an uncritical foreign policy. It's time this changed. To make a submission, go to independentpeacefulaustralia.com.au. That's independentpeacefulaustralia.com.au. Submissions close on the 31st of July. IPAN is a 3CR supporter. You're tuned into Diaspora Blues, a 3CR program produced in Nam and played on Radio Skid Row Tuesdays at 3.30pm. I'm Mian Shirwa. Today we're chatting with Nana from the RAD podcast, The Subtlety of It. Before the community announcements, Nana shared her nomad roots, starting from Ghana to Dubai and now Melbourne, where she calls home. She also shared how and why she got into podcasting. Now that we know a bit about Nana, in this next half of our chat, she shares the nitty-gritty details of podcasting, including her approach for discussing difficult topics and her favourite types of guests. Nana starts this segment by explaining what the subtlety of it is all about. 
For our listeners who haven't had a chance to listen to your wonderful podcast, tell us a bit about it. What's your show about and the kind of conversations that you're trying to create? Yeah. So the subtlety of it is essentially a conversational podcast. And we just talk about so topic focus. So there's one topic per episode, but we really deep dive into that episode. And I try to have conversations which are fixated upon vulnerability. So the podcast is kind of like, there's a tenderness to it, but it's also kind of light. It's funny at times. It's honest. And I think ultimately what I'm trying to do in those conversations is just give that person a space to be soft, mm. um, a space to just like be tender. That's essentially my goal in all conversations. Mm. And so we talk about just anything like we've talked about financial shame wearing a hijab did natural hair we've done just a lot of different topics so yeah it's essentially just having really nuanced conversations where people can yeah of course build a tea we do do a bit of dragging along the way in the podcast (laughs) so you can expect that too but just be soft and and just chat yeah and how do you choose the topics like how do they come to you yeah so I was thinking about that the other day. I'm like, how do I think of topics? I think, oh, I don't actually know. Sometimes it comes to me on a walk or I listen mm. to like an episode of like other podcasts that I like. And I think, oh, I haven't really heard somebody talk about this link within this broader topic. So I kind of, I, I say I do try to kind of find gaps. Obviously I do talk about, you know, race, talk about identity. Those are core aspects of the podcast, like society, culture, identity. Um, But I also try to talk about perhaps things that are overlooked, things that are subtle, (laughs) things that are so normalized that you won't even think about it. Like, for example, I did a whole episode on your name, stories behind our names and how we feel about our names, things that perhaps you would overlook. So I I think I kind of look for those things in my everyday life and I don't know. I just, I feel like I've always just kind of had ideas and I don't really know where they come from, but I was really worried that I would run out of topic ideas for the podcast, (laughs) but I kind of feel like it's the opposite. Like I'm really feeling I have so many, um, which is a a huge problem, a great problem to have, but it just comes to me along the way. Things I read, things I see, things I want to hear as well. A lot of the podcast is honestly, it's a selfish endeavor. Like I did it for me. Um, and so I try to have chats and conversations with people and about topics that I want to hear more about too. Yeah. That makes I- a lot of sense. I feel like it comes with the territory of being a black woman, like at the same time, hyper visible, but invisible at the same time. And no one's kind of catering to some of the things that you're concerned about. Yeah, definitely. I completely agree with that. And you, know, you think you're, oh yeah. No, sorry, Flake. Go on. I was going to ask if your experience with law school has anything to do with this. (laughs) (laughs) Law school, absolutely. (laughs) I mean, being a white AF institution, um, Mm. I could spend all day talking about that. But I think your point about that invisibility and hypervisibility is is so crucial and definitely was how I was feeling. Um, I started the podcast in my first year of law school. And yeah, one of few Black people, definitely one of few Black dark-skinned people. Um, And so, especially being a dark-skinned Black woman too. So yeah, a lot of hypervisibility, but then also just a feeling of somewhat suffocation. 
Mm. Um, in the sense like it, it's never, even in my law school or in my educational institutions, I don't, it's not a place that I go to feel relief or to feel like community, to be very honest with you. Mm-hmm. I find that elsewhere and I'm feel really grateful for that. So I often do feel quite suffocated in there. And so I felt like the podcast to do it while I was studying was a, an amazing release mm-hmm. um, and a way to sort of have people along the way who also want to breathe out that like sigh of fresh air, you know, in their everyday life and talk about these things. Mm, that's so wonderful I'm so glad that such a medium exists for you because it's it's so important as well not to get so consumed with that that world that you hopefully one day plan on entering which is the law field you know sometimes you do need like an outlet where you can remember where you came from remember the community that you care Mm. about so so glad that is there for you so you know in preparation for this I was just thinking about um the types of topics you've covered, right? So you've covered colorism, you've covered surgery, and all these topics are so heavy and they're very uncomfortable, um, not so much uncomfortable listening, but the things that people share are just so, I guess, personal. So how Mm. do you get people to, yeah, to share that kind of thing with you? Oh, I love that question. Yeah, I'm just thinking about it now. There are definitely some pretty uncomfortable topics like I even did an episode on having cancer with a girl a friend of mine who is got stage four cancer at 20 23 so that was yeah quite a difficult she had a lot of information about herself the plastic surgery episode as well I think one thing that comes to mind immediately is and this is something that I've been thinking about with the podcast I don't desire to have episodes that are a 101 on a topic like I'm not an educator. I'm not a scholar. I'm not a, no, I'm a baby girl. I'm a 25 year old baby girl who loves podcasting and loves asking people questions and being in community and being in conversation. And I'm always learning and growing. So I don't come from a standpoint of this episode is about being an educational resource. And I think that helps because, because I don't have feel that burden I want to enter the conversation at a slightly like elevated level, if that makes sense. So I don't want to spend a lot of time in the conversation asking that guest to explain like fundamentals about the topic or about who they are. So for example, with the cancer episode, I'm not going to get the guest to talk about, you know, what chemotherapy was like for like 10 minutes or 15 minutes because, or what it is, for example, And I find that doing that means that I have to have gone and done my own work. I have to have actually invested time in understanding more about them, understanding more about the topic. And because I've done that work, I feel like I can enter it, enter the conversation at a different point than I would have if I was expecting that person to teach or guess about this topic. So, and I think when they see that you've actually done that work, they're more willing to share more. That's what I found in my experience. Like if they know that, oh, you've actually looked up this or you you know about this thing about this topic or you've actually cared enough to go and find out about that person, find out about their life and you have questions which are based upon, you know, maybe things that they've written or things that they've shared or and et cetera. Like I think that gives people a sense of comfort. Um, mm. And I found that that's been a really powerful thing that's helped. Also, I think just fumbling through Again, going back to the point where I don't claim to be this educator, I'm happily, I'm 
happily able to share that I don't know what certain things are. If they bring something up, I'm like, oh, I don't know what that means. Like, can you take me through that? And if they see that I also am learning with them and I'm being vulnerable too, that also helps them share a lot more in the conversation. So yeah, I would say probably those two things help people to to share a lot. Yeah, that's wonderful. Like you almost make me want to just alert onto you now, just hearing you, you know, talk about <laughs> the, how gentle of an approach that you take and just how um, considered and uh, the amount of work that goes into it. Sometimes people don't realize. I think people just think you sit in front of a mic and you start chatting, but there's a lot of research that goes into it. I think one thing that impressed me about what you just said now is that you let folks know, hey, I'm not an expert in this topic mm. um i think audiences also appreciate that because we feel like we're with you on this journey too yeah absolutely definitely like a whole ass a kimberly crenshaw has a podcast like the founder of intersectionality <laughs> has a podcast like there are people who are like it's incredible there's incredible resources out there definitely but when you're having a conversation with a guest like there's only one of that guest so mm. yeah i just feel like i'm interested in getting to know that person rather than being this you know 101 on what critical race theory is for example Mm. because people are doing that work already they're doing amazing jobs I'd rather amplify and elevate that one thing I'm definitely hearing is that you don't have any ego issues which is always (laughs) good to know um okay so you've you've interviewed all sorts of people right so you've interviewed like lawyers people who've had like lived experiences as you mentioned um I don't want to ask you who's been your favorite guest, but can you tell us the kind of guests that you love to interview? Like, how do you know when you're chatting to someone that, yeah, this is my kind of person? Oh, I love that. Can I answer in two ways? I think I say in terms of when it's two people that I'm interviewing versus one, it's quite different. Mm -hmm. So I think if it's two people I'm interviewing or two or three people, um, I love when they ask each other questions. I love when guests are curious about what other guests are thinking too. Mm. I love that curiosity. I think it's amazing. I think it's like when people build off each other, people who are willing to to run with things or run with thoughts and ideas and feelings, Mm. that's incredible. I love seeing that in guests, especially in like a larger group kind of conversation. Um, I think on an individual level, I just love guests who are willing to go there like literally just go all the way there. Many people cry. Um, People who are willing to laugh at themselves, I think is big. Also, I think I had a really interesting experience where I had a guest, I'm not going to name names. I love all my guests. They're all incredible. They make this podcast. And after the interview, it was a pretty interesting comment that I've still been thinking about. And the comment was, was that what you were looking for? Oh, wow. Yeah. And I, and I almost felt like I failed them um, because I was like, oh, I don't want you to ever think that there is a mold that you have to meet in this conversation or a standard or an expectation. Yeah. And I was like, oh, did you feel that way? Oh, God. Oh, my goodness. That would have taken my breath away if I heard. I know it did. It took me. I'm, I'm still it was months ago. And I'm still thinking about it. It actually is a bit more complicated because I think there was a lot of also like media training that the person had and sure. I've never had somebody that had quite a bit of media training, etc. But I'm still thinking about the essence of that mm-hmm. and how I just want to keep working towards 
never having any guests feel as if I'm expecting a certain thing from them. Mm. Like, kind of, I guess it kind of like speaks yeah. to the cookie cutter kind of format that sometimes some programs have that mm. are more educational. And, and I think maybe people might be coming on thinking that this is kind of like a similar format yeah but we always have we always want to please as well that's just humans (laughs) you're so correct I think they definitely I think that was the core but they wanted to there was just such a kind person they they wanted to give me you know what would be helpful what would be interesting Mm. but I'm like just as you are is enough like there's nothing else you have to do yeah just come and fumble through it chat about it laugh cry swear do anything like that is enough um so that's been really interesting to think about so i want yeah just guests who just come as they are essentially um is always a pleasure and a joy i think that's a lovely note to end that conversation on if you enjoyed this chat and we're hoping you did wait until you hear nana's podcast her show the subtlety of it is available on apple spotify and all good listening apps We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Once again, big love to Nana, the host of the podcast, The Subtlety of It. Her podcast is available on all good listening apps. Follow her on Instagram at The Subtlety of It, as well as Twitter. Don't forget to donate to 3CR's Radiothon by going to 3cr.org.au slash donate. Follow the prompts and if you like, nominate Yesbora Blues as the program you'd like to support. And that is it from us. You can revisit this episode and all of our previous episodes on our 3CR page, 3cr.org.au slash blues. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.